Okay, this is getting past the subtitles. I am Sean Peel. This is DK Lee. And uh, we are here to talk about our obsession with Hayao Miyazaki. Fresh new start for us and a pretty good one. Much more vibrant than... Yes, vibrant <laughs> is a good word. A little more colorful. Um, yeah, th- this is going to be a, a unique uh, next four films that we talk about. Uh, compared to everything else we talk about, it's gonna be nice and fresh. Yeah, it's not funny. I mean, they're still gonna be very kind of dramatic, slowish, sort of like mellow moments, per se, but with a fantastical Miyazaki esque vibe to everything, <laughs> which should be nice to see. Um, yeah. So, I guess kind of going in, maybe setting up kind of what we want to investigate with this series. So I guess this is a. These are all Hayao Miyazaki specific films, and then um, while he did uh, in Studio Ghibli, so it is a retrospective, I guess you could say, right? Yes, this it is, is pretty much a retrospective on him. So I kind of like natively, we could talk about is like sort of again like those through lines mm-hmm. between him and his other works, and sort of like what does he kind of continue to talk about, film to film, yeah. sort of like what is his his thing what makes his you know style um and i think the other one that i wanted to ask is when i think of a Hayao Miyazaki film especially for like us in our generation he kind of really made like uh our childhood in a way like he has a very for me personally he has a very important part of like how i grew up with his movies um and whenever i think of a Hayao Miyazaki film i think of just like being transported yeah and like pure feeling with his movies and kind of, I guess, what the series is investigate, what is it that we, that he does to make us feel so enveloped in his worlds, mm-hmm. and like, how do we feel so transported in that? Like, how do we get that feeling that I always yeah. get when watching it? It's like, I think later in life, like now going back and seeing it, it's nostalgia esque, but still begs with like, I just like love living in this world. You yeah. know, everything feels so like naturally developed, and there's like a bigger life compared to everything else. You know. Yeah, it so, feels like a world that always was. Right, right. In a sense, it's like this world was always there. Yeah. It just took you to find it. Exactly. You know? um, so, yeah, I think those are the things that we can kind of go through. Yeah, for me personally, also another one I think would be nice is mm. um, seeing how Hayao Miyazaki films, like what kind of inspiration does he get? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, because I know a lot of his films, um, they take a lot of ideas from other other mm-hmm. places. Right. And even for today's film, um, Spirited Away, there's definitely so many um, references to yeah. other movies, other uh, folk tales. You know, because a lot of times mm-hmm. when you watch animations, it does derive a lot from like folk tales or you know, yeah. folk folklore or mm-hmm. big stories or themes, things like that, that has been kind of... Um, has been in the mainstream right and so i think to kind of you know touch on that would be nice right yeah that was it's kind of funny you said that because as i was doing notes and kind of researching on the movie so there was so many things that like references that popped up and things that kind of like just things that he kind of picked out from folklores like you said and uh, other movies and things that and like if you watch it, you you can you can see it. Like you can see yeah. the correlations, you can see the references, you can see um what makes it 
um, so attractive because there's a lot of things that are widely known mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. That when you first see it, you automatically have an affinity to it because it's already widely known and he's referencing those things. Mm-hmm. So it never feels like, oh, it's completely new. Yeah. But it feels like something you've you know seen before in right. a sense. And I think that's where part of the nostalgia comes from yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that too. Yeah. I think like also counting to that too, specifically that it's um that it's i mean you can like people argue that it's an anime or not but it is a very japanese influenced film Mm -hmm. like all of his movies and so you know within like the culture and kind of reference that you can latch onto it's also feeling brand new and fresh because it's a culture that as westerners we're not familiar to as well yeah and he's very deeply rooted in japanese culture and very like old traditional styles as well um, yeah, I mean, I think, it, you know, whenever you put a new spin on something, yeah. even if it's something familiar, yeah, um, you can create something that feels new or different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why don't take me down memory lane, Lee? <laughs> what is what do we what kind of wild ride did we go on with this film? OK, so Spirit Away. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a a dropped into a new world kind of story right where we go along the journey of this little girl who moves to a new town Mm -hmm. and they're trying to find their new house right and the mom and the father and the daughter the only only um child daughter they're trying to find the house but then they kind of get sidetracked and they Mm go through this forest yeah and they are like confronted by this big uh big building big architecture and (laughs) the tunnel right yeah Yeah. it's a tunnel and they're not sure what it is but they decide to explore it and they go Mm and go through it and once they go through it they realize it used to be this abandoned amusement park yeah and so um they kind of like explore a little bit more but then Mm -hmm. they kind of get hungry and the mother and the father decide to like look for food and then they start smelling some good food and they're like oh let's go eat and then but then there's no one there so they're like well Hmm. we'll pay later and let's just eat right now but the the girl is kind of timid and scared and so she kind of refuses and she like goes somewhere else because she Hmm. kind of you know sees something and gets attracted to it and she starts going to this another big building (laughs) and it happens to be this huge um sauna kind of right a bathhouse yeah and so she goes there and then it turns out like this place is not what (laughs) she expected and there's this there's this little boy who tells her not to come to this place and tells Mm -hmm. her to run before it becomes nightfall right but lo and behold too late it's Uh already nightfall and um, all of these spirits start um coming out of nowhere and the little girl, she tries to go back to her parents, but um, the parents have turned into pigs. Yeah. And so uh, she is no longer able to help them. Mm. And so the you know girl is kind of stranded and she's like alone and scared and she's like crying. But then the boy comes to the rescue. <laughs> and, <Haku. laughs> yeah. So the boy comes and helps her out and, and kind of. Uh, helps her figure out how to survive in this in this um, spirit world. Sure. And basically, what happens is she has to find a job now because in order for you to survive in this world, you need 
a job. <coughs> and so Haku right. sneaks her in, into the bathhouse and tells her to get a job from um the what's his name? I forget his name. Who? Um the guy who works in the in the uh, the boiler. Yeah, the room. boiler room. Um I have it written down. Actually no uh Kamaji. Yeah. Kamaji, yeah. Kamaji. So he goes down there. She goes down there. She asks for the job. But then he's like, no, I don't have a job here. <laughs> and he's like, go ask um, uh, Yubaba, yeah. right? the witch. Mm-hmm. And then and then so she tries to get her way up up to the place. And she asks for the job. And apparently she ha- and Yubaba has to give her a job. Or you yeah. ask for a job. Yeah. So she gets the job. And she starts working there. And things happen. Stuff happens. <laughs> Problems ensue. And she kind of is is kind of like the good luck charm. Everything that she does kind of works out somehow. Chiro? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah like, sure. you know, like she goes and she's like, there's this big blob of, you right. know, ugly spirit that comes. <laughs> and then somehow she's able to help it, help out and yeah. everything's come, kind of works out because, you know, she was nice to the uh, no face and stuff like that. Um well, so, that wasn't good luck. That was bad luck. Well, I mean, whole- if, if you look at the whole <laughs> expanse of things, uh-huh. you know, sure. things turned out all right, you know? Sure. <laughs> things turned out all right. And so basically, it's her journey to try to get back to um, the real world. Gotcha. After yeah. saving her parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good summary. It. Good. That was a. Uh- that was like it's a okay. C plus B minus. <laughs> yeah, the ending was that a was little. Like, uh, that that was know. definitely dropped off. Rush uh, kind of I thing. kind of you know rushed in the end, but uh, <laughs> that's basically what it is. Yeah, put put the grading in. The I can add though. a little, a few more points here and there, but I kind of didn't want to like you know drag it Overall, on too long. Over, overdo it. You better have watched the movie. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Rehash the movie. If you're watching this, there's at least before you watch this, there's at least like a two watch limit. Yeah, entry fee, you know. Yeah, um, you know, when I was watching this, I was um, this time around. I was funny to see like, because when I when I watch Spirited Away, and I kind of think of like a synopsis for it, or like thinking like, what's it about? It's kind of hard to say in a way because there's so many subplots right. and like different diversions of adventures that happen in the story that feel like are away from the narrative mm-hmm. in a way. And then just eventually like find its way in a circle. But then this time around watching it, it's very straightforward in yeah. another way. Kind of like it's very like clear of, oh, we got from A to B, then we got B to C. And there's yeah. like there's very clear like points of like move like, you know. Yeah, like for me too. Like when I was younger, I was just like, where are we going? It's <laughs> exactly. so crazy. But like when I'm watching it now, I can kind of see where it's going and what's yeah. happening. It felt like, clear. yeah, like when I think of like an nostalgia and it's so like not, it's so loose and not structured. Yeah. But then watching it this time when I was like, it's very kind of structured. Maybe way. that's the the sadness of grow, growing up. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> you lose that, that you know. The magic the of magic like. Of just <laughs> being it. lost in that world. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, then there was like this stink monster thing and then there was like no face and then he was trying to eat everybody and yeah. then like what happened but you can tell it's clearly very structured yeah yeah it's very <laughs> actually yeah yeah think about it yeah and it's like because chihiro like has very clear motives i guess like she's very poignant in what to do next yeah. you know and then like that alone kind of drives the there's the always forward. something that she wants to do or right. she needs to do yeah i found like the the way the story worked in this movie was like Chido's the main character and she's 
she, she has like missions basically right. and like she has to go and accomplish it and she's very like poignant about it but then there are other like sub second story plots that are happening at the same time that right. she's on her mission and then they just kind of like meet along that line you know yeah. like the whole like no face bit like no face was there at the very beginning when she you know like was going through the whole thing with haku yeah and then he gets like these little like shots of like him being there and then it rains and then she lets him in but it's like all back seat stuff he's right like, you oh, never really care about it you're like oh what's going on there? exactly but it just kind of disappears because she knows like is like she she he's just there she's, she's so like focused on trying to just do her job e- right, right? exactly like oh i gotta work yeah. and now i gotta figure out how to get my parents back and then like haku turns into a dragon and then like he's about to die and then her that's when like her, she detours her motive she wants to save haku and so um like that's her mission for about like the middle of the story and then while she's so focused on trying to save him then there's like the big no face bit of like he's like getting bigger goal. and bigger yeah gold everybody's like giving him food and stuff so that they can give him gold and then all no face wants is uh chihiro and then like that's when they take you to like out of nowhere and it's like hey bro like the guy wants to see you he keeps eating people like uh you baba is like get this guy under control yeah and then even the way that that problem was solved was like her just trying to save haku she's yeah. like um hey what you're doing is bad i have to go now <laughs> and then literally she's like trying to go back on the train and then he's just following her yeah it's it's so it's so weird but like straightforward in a way yeah. you know no no face reminds me of uh homunculus oh yeah from, from Full Full Metal. Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he was supposed to be a um what's it called a silkworm I a think. silkworm yeah i think he's supposed to be a silkworm mm. so, like his mask is like the front face of a silkworm mm. and then like the mouth of a silkworm is below like their face yeah. so that's why like when he eats it's like below that mask thing. i see when i was doing my research that's that's what came out yeah he's a weird character so yeah i was like yeah. i don't ever knew what kind of disgusting looking <laughs> if you think about it the way he gets bigger his, right the way that his mouth is like under. Um, yeah like just like the, the way weird... he talks the way he like um like oh, yeah. steals people's voices and stuff it reminds me of um in avatar the same thing, like the centipede no yeah, face, yeah, yeah. and they would change like the voice and identity yeah. of somebody. Always reminded me of that as well. Mm. They probably they took probably everything cut. from each other, <laughs> right? <you know? laughs> probably just one big circle of yeah. stealing ideas. Um, did you ever like freak you out as a kid? Or when I was like, a kid, I think yeah, I was kind of like this guy. That was like the scariest part. I think him, mm-hmm. like that character. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like. What is this character like? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. It's like I, I guess to get the feeling of like that one scene, it's unsettling. Like, but everything then, was kind of okay until he started eating people. Right. <laughs> Once he started eating people, you're like, oh shit, this guy is uh, no trust, no trust, problematic. <laughs> He's got some serious issues. issues yeah, <laughs> got some big issues. It's like fascinated by him, then fear him, and then like him by like, the end like, again i thought he was endearing when right. he was kind of trying to help you know chido yeah yeah yeah. when and he takes like what, uh, overboard bro. yeah <laughs> when he takes the tags yeah he takes yeah. the tags and gives it to her yeah that's a sweet guy and then and then you're like you're too sweet never mind he's a little too uh attached to yeah. chido <laughs> <laughs> he has some abandonment yeah. issues <laughs> yeah interesting i was, I was always wait like why did he pick chido like so he 
funny, he's like there outside of the bathhouse, but he's either not seen or just blatantly ignored by yeah. everybody. But funny when Haku does that spell on Chiyuno to make her invisible. And they're like, don't breathe through the bridge scene. But obviously no face sees her as he's like panning with her through the bridge. Yeah. So it's like this interesting, weird attachment that like has already begun. She's the chosen one, man. She's the, <laughs> <laughs> She's the chosen one. What do, you, what do you expect? You are the one. But then she just, but then he just abandons her at the end. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to stay with the. Uh, yeah. The, the the other sister. Found true true friendship. Zaniba. <laughs> Zaniba. Oh, like going on the silkworm thing. So yeah, he's supposed to be a silkworm. And then when he stays with Zaniba, there's like that scene where he's, he's spinning uh, silk. Spinning the silk. It's like, ah, I get it, I get it. Okay. Um, what other elements kind of I guess freaked you out as a child? Freaked me out? There's like cause uh, for me, right? My nostalgia with this movie is being amazed and endearing a lot of things, but simultaneously being unsettled yeah. with a lot of, of the imagery and the characters. Um, Maybe like more of the grotesque kind of moments in the film. Okay. Where it just kind of feels very like... Like when the papers ew. are attacking the dragon. No, no. Or like, I mean, that's not like, that's not like nasty feeling. Maybe right. like the, the big uh, mud spirit... Oh, okay. That turns actually was like a river god or whatever. Right, right. But like just that moment when like he's like spitting out like <laughs> like all the garbage and stuff right. like that, or or just like um, kind of a uh, Yubaba when mm. they're up there and she's like scaring um, Chido um, when with she's the a baby. Bird. Oh, okay. And and just like her face too, Yubaba. Yeah, when, yeah. You're, when you're young, you're just like. That's one ugly like <laughs> witch, man. <laughs> Just all head, yeah, like, yeah. all head, uh, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I think was a little when I was younger, kind of like that's kind of nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Whose mind is this? Well, like the big baby kind of freaked me out when I was younger too. Right. I was like, so weird that like it's a big baby, okay, and then then it find, turns out that he's very. More older than he is. You yeah, know? the reason he's... why it freaked me out, I think, was when Chido's like hiding in the pillows. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "I'll kill you." I was like, "Damn!" He's like, "I'm gonna break baby. your arm." Yo, you gotta chill, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna snap you in half." I'm like, yeah. "Okay, this is cool too. This is great." And then it gets turned into like the mouse, I guess. Yeah, like like the elements of like fairy tale and like folklore kind of stuff is really prevalent in this movie because you 100%. can tell like. Like if you know about like fairy tales and stuff too, mm-hmm. like the older the real fairy tales, they were actually sure. very brutal and very kind of yeah uh, yeah very yeah, grotesque grotesque and like, yeah. And I think a little bit of that kind of seeps through in this too, in mm-hmm. that sense where like it's not necessarily just happy and happy go lucky stuff, but mm-hmm. like there are little moments where it's like <laughs> you could die, you know, like <laughs> yeah. your parents are pigs, they're gonna get eaten, you know. Like there's little stuff like that where yeah. But it's it's remnants of fairy tales that you know came from the past too. Mm-hmm. Where like Hansel and Gretel too, like you know, like you're gonna get eaten by this witch or like right. you know, even like Cinderella, like, you know, her her um the stepsisters, they like right. cut their like like toes off to try to fit into glasses, <laughs> glass slipper and stuff. That's nice. There's a lot of stuff like that that's very um not fa- uh, that kid's family, you know. <laughs> censored by disney or like, or like um the mermaid 
What's her name? She the little mermaid. Basically, she dies. She turns into a bubble and she dies because uh, the hilarious the uh, prince kind of never accepts her. And stuff. Uh, but like hilarious. you know, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a bit of a stake when it comes to her spirited away, right? right? And kind of in it, it never it doesn't feel so childish that right. it's like oh everything good's just gonna be there, you know? Good's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But there's definitely stakes and there's definitely like things that you get worried about and, mm-hmm. and it gives you kind of a sense of like fear and like yeah a uh, moment of tension. Mm. Whereas I feel like a lot of, especially like Disney movies, you never really feel that because you never feel like you're really in danger. You know, you always 100%. feel like you always feel like the main character is going to be fine or the good things are always going to happen. But yeah. in this movie... Like Haku almost dies, you know. Like he's yeah. like bleeding <laughs> like crazy. He's like profusely bleeding out yeah. of like all of his like body. <laughs> every so every pore. You're just like, oh man, that's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, man. Scary, you know. It's just like the imagery of of it all too. Like, yeah. oh, his life is really at risk, and then like the dr- d- the dramatic uh, moments of Shido trying to save him and like shoving the the dumpling down his mouth, and just like that sort of angst in that um, yeah. that sort of little conflict that's there like the way things happen feels very you know disney-esque but what happens if you really think about it is actually kind of like dark in a certain sense yeah yeah i think that's what really makes the this movie special it's just this fine line that it walks of animation and sort of the that disney-esque like happy-go-lucky sort of bright that comes with feeling that kind of vibrancy that like you know that kind of comes with like animation as well but then the same thing of more naturalistic and more sort of kind of like takes that dark turn like really quick sometimes in this movie Mm -hmm. that's us like when we get um not in the series but um if we ever get to uh, princess mononoke it's like that one too yeah such a left turn like that's a mature animation all the way um for sure and it's like so counter different to being like not afraid to show gore and not afraid to show violence uh, in an interesting way yeah but then also counteracting with like beautiful imagery of nature and all these different things and it's interesting because i think even in uh, miyazaki's films i think there's a spectrum to that too like a level to that some films are a lot more disney-esque in, mm-hmm. in the sense that like you never really have that exactly in, in their films yeah but then other films they're much more kind of in the you know, they explore darker tones and more adult kind of things. So, like, yeah, there's a spectrum of that, and I think it's cool to see how he's able to kind of do all of that mm-hmm. and explore all of that. Yeah, his intention is very clear, right? Like, I think like that's obviously a a thing to look out for, and a thing that he has an intention with going into his movies. Yeah, um, is really pointing out the audience, and I think that has really a lot to do with that specific movie that you're watching. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie is. You can very much tell who is it made for. Yeah, like it, it's funny that it's it's very directed for children. I think that at the time this this was his m- most children directed film. I think when we go to Ponyo, that'll be intro discussion. I think that's a little more. I think yeah, Ponyo will be more into the child right area. But I think this would be like second to yeah, possibly. like like I would say this is like kind of if there if if more mature is on one side and and more childlike is on what on the right. other side i think spirit away is kind of around the middle maybe a little bit slightly towards the uh older side slightly really? i would say like towards or, the child exactly side. So i'll say it's around the middle yeah. 
it'll be around the middle and ponyo will be on on the, the child side right and maybe uh mononoke will be on the mature side right i would probably say the spectrum there you would have to kind yeah. of figure out the other ones too like i would say wind rises is definitely the most mature mature yeah, yeah. and then mononoke still has a bit of a exactly exactly but but like again like you can definitely tell and see like who is this for and like what is this an intent um with his content and his audience yeah like his um for spirited away his i think initial idea for it was like seeing his friend's daughter um she was like i don't know in some kind of like an angster like kind of depressed in a way mm-hmm. and sort of his motivation to do it was to make a a child a child movie um made for like daughters specifically in yeah. that way um so i think that's kind of like that that was the initial spark for this movie um and that carries through like all the way too um and it's just kind of funny to see but like it's funny to see that how the movie is very directed towards children but then as we grow up it still is so relatable and entertaining and like you can still connect with it like as you as we get older you know yeah it's like again go balancing like oh it's very child and nostalgia like but then carries on through like more teenager and like older years as a young adult and i think that's a testament to kind of i was kind of investigating like the themes and things that this movie kind of talks about and maybe the more popular commentaries people deduced from this movie yeah and one of the biggest things was a lot of people think that this movie is about uh like basically coming of age like going from childhood to maturity yeah and it was a journey into like chihiro's uh maturing as she's like you know she's brought into this new place and she has no idea what it is and she's a very modern japanese girl um but she's thrown into this very traditional uh older japanese lifestyle and environment and people she's forced to adapt into this very older traditions and more spirited you know like very like folklorish you know surroundings and it's forcing her to be more mature right she has to be like self-dependent and like get this job and then you know save somebody and save her parents and like you know survive herself yeah and so that's like the main common theme and i think that kind of translates as well as like why this movie is so great watching it like mm-hmm. from as a child to like now you yeah. know there's so many things to draw from makes sense so do i get an a plus for that yeah, one like even even when you watch in the beginning the um the old abandoned to the first building that we see right it's all clean and very kind of newish looking but when you come back out of it mm. it all becomes you know like there's moss on the statue like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. building's all old now it's like abandoned like, left it feels like time has passed like a lot of time has passed right 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 and stuff like that i think kind of alludes to that too mm-hmm. yeah um i guess we can kind of jump into on that note themes and like commentaries what do you what do you kind of point out when you see this movie oh uh, there's a lot actually um as i was watching even the very beginning part of it where sure. the parents the mother and the father they start eating the food right yeah as they eat they become pigs mm-hmm. and it just kind of reminded me of like folklore and folk tales of like somebody right. gets greedy right right and then they eat too much or like they take something to that's not theirs and they turn into a certain kind of beast or a monster yeah yeah and i think a lot of turning into things yeah like like (laughs) those things i think was very kind of uh those are very universal kind of uh 
mm. themes, I think, like themes of greed, taking what's not yours and paying the consequences of it. Yes. And I just saw a lot of correlation with this movie and like The Wizard of Oz mm. and uh, Wicked and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I, and I feel like it draws a lot of influences from that too. Probably. Just, just the very um, premise of the film where like there's a little girl mm. who gets transported or who gets taken to another another you know world right, right and she has to kind of figure out you know how to yeah. get out of this world or like you know journey in this world right <laughs> make allies also yeah make allies make friends yeah. like you know in in this case she made friends with the baby who turns into a the mouse yeah the like, mouse yeah. and the and the bird yeah who turns into a smaller little fly fly mosquito thing? thing we don't know, don't know. <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> And there's the two uh, witches, right? Yep. Yubaba and Zaniba. Mm. That's also kind of like the wicked witch of the of the West, right? Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, I think, you know, a lot yeah. of very similarities mm. that, that are there that kind of reminded me of um, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see how um, he kind of took those ideas and kind of... Gave it a nice spin. spin. Yeah. And kind of gave it a lot of Japanese influences, Japanese um, mm-hmm. things and like these spirits that come out and and like um, themes of like courage. Right. Um, themes of like standing up and doing what's right. Mm-hmm. And themes of like people are not what they seem. Like, you know, like Zeniba, yeah, yeah. you know, you make her out. She, they think that she's a, this really bad witch, right, right? And like later on, you realize she's actually not that bad. You know, she's, <laughs> she's just great. She's like, yeah, she's you know, a sweet little grandma, <laughs> yeah. baking pies outside right. the window, right? And like all these themes are in there, and yeah. and it's all like similar themes. And I think it's really cool to see just the influences that um, mm. are there right. and how they kind of mesh together. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. it goes back to just like it's something to it, attach to going into it. Yeah, like it, it seems so fresh, but then there's these familiar themes and moments and right. tropes and characters. And that, like immediately clicks, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's fun. It's like um, <laughs> like a folklore blueprint almost mm. in a way that this kind of story and making out to a Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but just putting your own word and spin to it. Yeah, kind of thing. Um. I guess for me, I mean, I'll point out like some that I saw. I guess these are, I guess you could say the most common. Um, but yeah, so there was the whole maturing thing, progression, and like you said, so like commentary of greed is another one. Yeah. Um, which is funny. It's like because she, you know, is sort of the the golden child of it all, right? Well, she she's the really... epitome of not greedy, right? Right, right. She's the epitome of like kind of humble in a certain sense, mm-hmm. where she's always kind of. And selfless. selfless like she's always, yeah. She puts, like in a way, she... Others before right, herself. Like the whole thing, like she puts Haku before her parents in that sort of situation. He's, yeah. like his life is threatening yeah. before she can go back to saving her parents in that way. And she has a very uh, timid kind of yeah uh, reaction <laughs> to everything. Yeah, yeah. And I really love the animation for her mm-hmm. because everything she does, it's so clumsy. <laughs> and like she's always like over, about to fall, or like kind of like yeah, yeah. like t- 
tippy toeing around there he is or like right. she's trying to like be careful and she just falls down the stairs <laughs> like slides down the stairs yeah she's stuff. like right rushing down yeah and like slams against the wall rushing down the stage right yeah <laughs> and stuff like that just makes her so clumsy yeah but it makes her so like lovable too yeah right right and also it just kind of shows that like level of like kind of purity that she has mm-hmm. and just like it it really works so well I yeah think. it's like the the child innocence of it you know yeah um I, I love the uh the scene where she first gets the job and it's her first time on the job and then she has to like clean the floor and it's like a very japanese thing to do to race Everyone, down with a yeah. while and she just like slips and is two laps behind all the other girls yeah. uh, that's always great um so there's greed and then the other one was um uh, environmental export exploitations mm. um so thing with like the river god right so they think that's the it's the stink spirit yeah but then it turns out it's a it's a river spirit a guardian river spirit and then it's just like it's it, it was just filled with garbage and stuff from people that like just threw stuff inside of a river um and things like that so when they clean them out in the bathtub then he turns into like he's like yeah. all cleansing thing but same thing with haku because haku is a turn like the big reveal is that he's a river spirit yeah but he can't go back to his home or his river because it was blocked up by like industrial apartments and, and like things like that. Yeah. Um, so and that's um that's a big thing that we'll see with a lot of other Miyagasaki films are these very green, pro green, very like environmentalist. Yeah. yeah. Like Princess again, going back to Princess Monica, like that's like kind of the whole thing as well with like the iron factory blah blah mm. blah. You can see it in this one. You can see it in like so many other movies. Even well. Ponyo, I think. Probably, yeah. He's he's always talking about just the difference of like you know environment and man. This very nature versus man mentality, yeah. um, and then kind of like representing that through like spirits and like folktale and spirituality. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's all very interesting to see the dynamics of all these very kind of different thematics kind of yeah. bring into this one movie you know yeah even like i talked about before too like about um duality of character right like every character pretty much has a, a double mm. like like uh zeniba yubaba they're like a double yeah haku is a dragon and then he has his human form yeah that kind of double you know every like uh, even the baby the baby is a baby and then he turns into a mouse mm. like there's so many different things like the spirit is a like a mud spirit and he's actually a river god right like every character basically has these kind of doubles mm-hmm. and duality to them which kind of shows like even the no face he's like this kind of like timid thing, unassuming and then, thing yeah. and then he actually turns into this big monster <laughs> right, right stuff like that like all of these dualities and like yeah, um, yeah. of character and then in the middle of that you there's like also um with cheetos mm-hmm. um the name you know like you sen have the real name and, yeah. the, and then you have you know sen yeah or like haku like stuff like that all, all play into this sense of like who you are like the identity right of right. what you could be or you know like you could be this or you could be that and right, like right. you kind of uh get a sense of like even at as a theme like it's about like you know you could be you can choose to be this kind of person or you can right. choose to be this you know this other kind of person mm. you can choose to be this monster or you can choose to be this right you right. know good good person or whatever i think it's more like <clears throat> to me of 
just more of finding your identity right. rather than maybe choosing. Like, like for Haku, is kind of the epitome of he's this one character that, um, you know, he goes under the witch's like apprenticeship yeah. or whatever. But his real his real identity is he's this river spirit, right. that sort of thing. And he doesn't really need to be this other person when he is this other yeah. other person. But I think in, in the sense of like choosing, I think it's like you know you're you're choosing to follow this path right? sure. or the other path or like you're choosing to keep the name Chiro rather than mm-hmm. becoming Sen, you know? Right, right. Yeah, that was an interesting t- uh, thing too of the name-wise. Like, So everybody's name, um, the root for their names correlates to who they are. Mm-hmm. So like Chiro is like, what was it? Like a thousand something, I forgot. I think I wrote it down. A thousand searches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sen just means a thousand. So it's like, it's like the it, I think they're like different kanjis, yeah, but they're read the same. Um, so chi and then sin, um, and then haku is like you know he's haku, but then his full name is like the kohaku, kohaku, and then like something, something, it's <laughs> something very like, long. like yeah. very long, very long, <laughs> <laughs> like the river spirit. Yeah, um, yubaba means a uh, bathhouse witch. Mm. Um, kamaji is a uh, old boiler man kind of thing. <laughs> yeah interesting so they're all correlated to who they are yeah. like zaniba is like money witch or something mm. like that Zen, um, zaniba yeah. yeah uh so yeah so they all are very straightforward names yeah that was pretty interesting. as a western that's a very kind of like a mm. easter eggish thing if you're not um can't speak japanese or yeah really. like a lot of folk folk tales folklores fairy tales have kind of more on the nose kind of yeah. names yeah, yeah. It's for their characters, you know, kind of it represents who they are in a certain sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if her parents' names are just pig one and pig two. <laughs> <laughs> Man pig, female pig. The mother and the father. I think that scene is probably what freaked me out the most as a kid. Like them turning into them pigs. turning into yeah, pigs. Yeah, that's one of the yeah things that kind yeah. of freaked me out too. I think that was that's number one. Like, what me. the heck happened? Like, here? oh my god, <laughs> they're pigs! <laughs> and then they get slapped with like the spirit, and he's like. Get out of the table. We ain't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to turn into meat. Yeah. 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 I mean, great movie. Going back to like your point of identity, I noticed too that they. So the whole thing with the deal is one. So Yubaba is contracted to give a job to anybody who acts like that's her curse. Yeah. Quote unquote. Um, but she does that by so she has to give it to him and then she takes their name in return. And so the people that take the job or take that contract give Yubaba her name um in exchange to work for her. And so but you find that like they forget who they are in the yeah. process. So Chiro becomes Sen and then she forgets her name and she calls herself Sen and she's like constantly going back to forgetting these things. Like she's always like visiting her parents in the pig. In the pig farm or whatever. She no longer knows who they are. Yeah. Like at first she's like clearly points them out and then she can't tell who, what pig is what. Yeah. And then slowly but surely she kind of forgets. And then like the flip side is Haku somehow remembers her name. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. The ending of the movie I think was the weakest to be honest. What did you think of? Let's talk about that. The whole reveal with where it's See, like. when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't care right, about yeah. it. I was just like, wow, this is wonderful. Like, oh, he gets it's lovey back. I think when I was younger, I like teared up at that moment. <laughs> Probably. When he was like, oh, like I remember my name now. Yeah. Like, and stuff like that. I think. It's a very teary moment. Yeah, like it, that moment was very 
impactful for me when mm. I was younger. But now when I watch it, ow. I was just like, what the hell? What man? happened? Like, <laughs> how did you get your name back so fast? Like, what What triggered that moment? So random. It was very random, actually. It, it, yeah, yeah if it, you happens it. At, it happens out of nowhere. And then it's, there's no context for it. No context. At all. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, they, they, they talk about like love. Sure. Right? And, yeah. and then it's like, oh, like, and then like, it, it, and then she's like, He's like, oh, I remember my name now. Yeah. And then he turns into Haku again. Yeah, and then they're falling. Yeah, they're falling. It's this random, like, surprise reveal, like, climax of a moment wrapped up in imagery, I feel. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, not good, surprising wrapped up, like, just left field stuff wrapped up in, like, beautiful imagery and, like, swells of music. Yeah. And, like, it really dramatizes the moment for what it actually but is. But if you really think about it, it's not really climax. It's not really the climax right, though, right. of the film because mm. that's almost near the end. like that's more of like the epilogue, like kind of yeah that moment because like a lot of it is like after Zaniba's place because mm. that's more like the tranquil moment, right? Like right, that peaceful, right. restful moment where they finally like have a little time of peace and quiet with like these really good friends and, and mm. people, and now like they're kind of going back. To kind of like, I guess, face, <laughs> you know, face you, Baba. Right, know? right. That should be kind of like the climax, right? In a certain sense. I get, yeah. But then like, <laughs> they turn this like moment while they're going into the climax. <laughs> and then you're like, what happened there? How does he know his name? Like, there's no context there. So yeah. you get kind of confused. She's like, I know you from the past. Like, I fell in the river and then you yeah, saved drowning, me. And you yeah. saved me. And he's like, oh, my God, I remember you by name. Well, I think she tells him his name. And he's like, yeah. oh, my God, I remember now my past. Do I yeah, am? She, she says, like, Kuhaku or whatever. And yeah. Then, and, and then, then he's he like, says the whole name. We're like, <laughs> where'd you get that from? Just, like, random as hell. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay. like, you can kind of see, I guess, like, leading up. Like, the whole thing with the river spirit, right? His imagery of, like, oh, he's this water dragon yeah, thing dragon. and then similar to the other dragon oh, other spirit yeah yeah so it's like oh haku's like similar to this guy um and there's, there's like some connections but there's not enough like for it to sell yeah and it was just very random that he's just like a river god or right. whatever i mean i think that makes the most sense compared to but how it, he knows chihiro from no, no no i mean that makes sense but like i was expecting him to kind of be like mm. another human being or like a person <laughs> <laughs> not this river spirit yeah i think like that was fine with me that was like okay he's a spirit but it was the fact that him and chido had like this past together that's what i'm saying like that didn't really the river mem- knew her name you know yeah that's how she was able to remember her name too right right so i was just kind of confused like how is communication? It? Like, how, <laughs> where, when? Why, you know? How, what, now, what? Yeah, it just... I mean, you know, like... Whatever, make your argument against her for it, but yeah. just... Now it just feels really out of place. Yeah. yeah. For me, too. I think that was a very... Uh, the moment that was the most jarring, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can I, see why they did it in a certain sense. I do, too. But it's like... It's kind of reading the moment wrong i guess because there's this unsaid romance between them yeah you can detect and you expect in that scene to be like a confession if anything yeah but then it's 
not it's like i know your name <laughs> not like i love you <laughs> right it's just like oh you're that river that saved me mm-hmm. and gratitude and love but not love but it's just not the feeling that you expected i guess yeah. or or wanted or it is kind of expressing that feeling, but, but emotionally, not. it ticked all the butt, like all right. The- <laughs> That's all what I'm the- like. It's conflicting. <laughs> like it's two different things happening yeah. at the same time. That's like it would have worked out better if, like, they were having that, like, traveling to mm. back to the bathhouse just happened. They didn't say the name or whatever. But when they're confronting Yubaba right. and like doing that last like stand kind of thing, sure, confronting Yubaba and like. There, if Cheeto like somehow helped him remember his name, and then like the climax mm. happened there, might have felt a little more cohesive <laughs> in a certain sense. Just because, like, it just kind of huh. felt like like this big thing happens, and then they go back to the bathhouse and they do the pig finding yeah. thing. That's another big thing. That's another big thing. Yeah, and so you're just kind of left with this weird like. So where are we going with the story now? Right, right. And then, like, basically, Haku kind of is just like, "Hey, bye, go back, <laughs> bye, bye, I'll see you." I know. You Have know? fun. Do that. So it was yeah, very... it's really two simultaneous ah uh, conclusions, and then the ending. Yeah, you know, like they they like he did two big wrap ups in the same moment. Yeah, and then it was like the downish epilogue it just kind of felt like okay we gotta finish now let's go exactly exactly <laughs> like okay reveal here okay you find your parents scene here and then okay bye bye now yeah go 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 it's funny because even the ending just ended yeah, yeah. the tunnel and bye. then we're done <laughs> i think that's what i like i did like that yeah. ending actually i like the fact that I think that's end- his thing like, like the way that it ended abruptly kind of makes me feel like it, that whole journey might have been like yeah, yeah. imaginary or not, you know, like it gives you that kind of mm-hmm. sense of it. And I really like that. Yeah. But it was just funny. <laughs> it was like, we're done. And then bye it bye. Yeah. It's very like his endings are again goes back to when we first talked, like this experience in a world kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the end of this chapter of something that there's so much more yeah. of. Even as um beginning too, how yeah, it yeah. starts. How it starts. Really starts. Just really just drops you into this yeah. setting. I think that's why I like too. He's very go go go. Like he's <laughs> like, you get in there and it's like, here's the setup, and off we go. We're to, done to the races. We're done. And then before you know, it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. that's that one. <laughs> what was it? There was like, I think it's with him because I think most of his movies end like that, just very choppy. Yeah. And it was like a a bit or a joke that I made or someone made that was like, you know, how Miyazaki doesn't know how to finish films. <laughs> like they can't make an ending. He's just like <laughs> chop. All right, we're good. I mean, it is an ending. They came back out. They're done. But it's not like it's just people feel like they need closure, and I guess yeah, yeah. it doesn't give you all that closure sometimes, you know. <laughs> but this movie, it kind of is closure. Like is, how much? <laughs> like money? yeah, he, he clearly like gave you two wraps like <laughs> back to back. Like it's all there. I think that's the beauty of it, though. It makes you want to kind of stay there a little longer, you know. Yeah. Don't take me. You know, away. like there's the saying where like you know quit while you're ahead kind of thing where like right 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 you know we're like you know leave while the things are good mm-hmm. leave at that high moment yeah yeah and yeah, that's why i did it just gives you two highs and then it's like all right pieces out yeah, i'm gonna lift you on a good note 
I know you wanted the romance, but ha ha ha, it's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess talk about favorites. Anything you especially liked? Um, uh, like I said, mentioned before, I really love Chihiro's animations. Mm. Like just like the way that she's about to fall <laughs> for everything. Like just like how she's like trip whoop, about to trip. Like the feeling that she's about to trip every time she does something. Right. Or like her timidness. Like when she's um doing the job at the furnace where she's like get, getting the coal and like trying to bring oh, yeah. it over. I really like that scene too. Yeah, I love how they animated it. It's just like oh, yeah. her character. It just feels like that coal feels weighty. Yeah, yeah. And like how she's moving it and she's like I was so surprised to like watch that again to be like cause you see the um the dust spec the what, du- yeah dust mites. Yeah. Or whatever they're called. Like they pick it up and they do it. But there's no like weight when you see them doing it. They just kinda kind of you do, but initially you don't. Yeah. And then when she picks it up, there's this weight to it. And I'm like, oh wow, that actually looks so much heavier than yeah. what I thought it was in the beginning. Just like this weird like contrast that I got mentally. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's going to be light. And she's like, oof. <laughs> and then she's like swinging it. Like it's controlling her. Yeah. I think the way that she's always kind of in that timid mode mm. really makes her endearing. Yeah. And kind of, yeah, epitomizes the childlike nature of her. You know, as she moves along in the journey, she kind of loses a little bit of that. Which yeah, is actually, yeah. actually kind of interesting too. Mm. Where she finds more confidence to do certain things. Yeah, yeah. And like, and that's where like the maturing theme takes place. Right. But then you can still see a little bit of that. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. in, them, in those moments. So I think that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. They say like um the train scene is kind of like that epitome of the transition. Yeah. She, I love that train scene too. Yeah. Just like the neon lights that come out of nowhere. Right. Right. Stuff. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, stop here. Yeah. Oh, even in that scene where they pass by the island with the house and the tree that's like from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> every time I see it, I'm like ah, <laughs> references, they're there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like going back to that point of there are so many scenes of mundaneness, um, that in film are really just cut short. Yeah, but in Miyazaki's films and these animations, there are a lot of these scenes of small tasks that are kind of prolonged for like the extent of what they should be doing like it's like that coal scene she meets kamaji down there and then she's like oh there's a guy with spider hands yeah. <laughs> and then there's like dust mites and then we kind of like established that scene of you know kamaji's job and like the dust mites are throwing it and they go back i mean like then they go out for like lunch or whatever but then chiyoto shows up um and is like disrupting the process and then she picks up the coal and is like tossing it in. And it's so prolonged that 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 sequence of like her picking up, drearing all the way to the thing. And then it's like the the furnace and like the furnace is like evil in a way. Like they really dramatize like it's super hot. And like, yeah, she like throws it, it throws it and then like runs off. Like it's so there's so many shots and it's so prolonged, but yeah. it's it's like pleasant in a way. Like it's not it doesn't feel super long or it doesn't feel wasted you can say right mm. whereas i think in anything else that you'd watch scenes like those are like why are we do why are we watching this stupid task yeah. in a way but it's like just a mix of the animation and the emotion that you kind of see in chiyudo and yeah. the way that it's crafted and made really just shows like craftsmanship 
um rather than like i guess storytelling in a, in a way mm. but it's like it's okay though <laughs> like it, it's okay to watch this um and you know same thing with like the train scene it's this prolonged sequence of just them sitting around going through from one town of spirits to the next but it's like just the music and the animation and like the weird expressions of like Chihiro and just like the environment and everything like it's okay it's it's fine to see it's it's feels pleasant rather than wasted in a funny yeah. kind of way just that something that just feels unique to this kind of movie and Miyazaki then well you know anything else that you'd kind of watch um I think I was gonna make another point but I forgot <laughs> well I was gonna say like that and then seeing how Miyazaki's films are very filmic in a way like they're animation but the way like the frames that he chooses to draw and like because like cameras zoom cameras pan and you see that in his drawings it feels like a film uh, through and through but it's animation at the same time so I think that's a it's such a, a drawn in way I think I think that adds to like the immersiveness of mm. it of watching it yeah agreed dude his backgrounds his backgrounds are amazing yeah I I really like that scene where um Chiro and the other who's a girl what's that girl the, I don't know she's I forget her name yeah but um she like brings her like uh, a plate of I think it's like the candies plate of food like they're up, she? like it's it's that moment where like they're about they're resting and they're at that little balcony area at oh, night oh yeah the, and she brings uh, like a, yeah, yeah yeah she brings the food and then like they're like eating mm. on, on the edge and like she's like eating and like she's like looking at the water right. that like after the rain like it's all like water now and she's yeah. like oh wow like it's crazy how like it's ocean. flooded everything's flooded now it's like an ocean now mm-hmm. i think just that moment I kind of wanted to be there with the moon that's like lighting mm-hmm. the uh, the area, like just water everywhere, and kind of feels like you're on a boat that moment. It's a very like reflective moment. Yeah, for Chido, yeah, and then like the train passes. Yeah, like, the, exactly. Just like it takes advantage of like a downtime in a way, you know. Yeah, and then no face comes out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "All right, time to mess things up. <laughs> mm, gold, gold. <laughs> you gonna just give me all the food, bro? Give yeah. me all the food." Yeah, like um, there. So there's um, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, there's a YouTube channel called Captain Christian, um, and there's a video that he has called um, Harry Miyazaki: How Animation Comes to Life. Can't high recommend this video enough. It's really good, and he, he talks about kind of talks about two things, like how Miyazaki's art and how that brings animation to life, and sort of like his stories. That and then also sound and how uh, his constructions of not only music but sound design um, really adds to his animation. How that really feels it bigger than just animation. How it feels like just adds to the immersity and more of like a real life element to it. Um, and at one point he's talk he talks about like um, Miyazaki's uh, art style of his backgrounds and how and anything else that you like he's so particular and he takes care of like the way he draws the backgrounds. Like if you're watching, if you're seeing like an establishing shot or if you're seeing like a wide or something with like, not just Cheeto, but like, like going to when in the first 
when you see all the spirits come to life and like the bathhouse is like really like becoming vibrant yeah and there's like all these different spirits like like 30s and hundreds of them like running through and even like cheeto's first day when you see the whole bathhouse like in motion there's like people serving and people taking baths and people like running back and forth like you see that like you see these like it feels like every character or like extra per se like has a job and is an intention like they feel real life than like loops of art you know and that adds that's something that i noticed i kind of noticed more watching this so i was like if really really adds to like that immersive in real life like oh abundance I, right it feels right, like right. this feels like lived in world this feels yeah. like because everybody has an intention like everything you're watching is moving in a specific and yeah, natural way it's very hard to draw all of that right yeah and yeah. it's very tedious work yeah and he goes through the tedious yeah too like just imagining of like how like just that five second shot worked of that's hundreds and hundreds hundreds of, of animations characters, yeah. on characters and specific different movements for each like bit you know yeah and it's like just a testament to the dedication and talent of not only him but like everybody on his team and all those background artists and yeah. animators and everybody that works on it you know and that's like i think that's a key point that separates his work from anybody else's because anything else you watch i feel like doesn't have that level of detail in it you know i guess for like anim animes right have less because it's more you know long form mm. Um, movies, animated movies, um, maybe not to the extent of, you know, Spirit Away, but right. usually they try to do more just because it sure. is a two hour or whatever film. So you can <clears throat> kind of invest more in a small amount of time. Right, right. But yeah, that, yeah, it still does make sense. Yeah. yeah. He does take particular attention to like just the abundance of different animated characters and stuff or backgrounds or whatever that's going on yeah right yeah i think it's like every time it also has some replayability because every time you watch it you can kind of discover something, something new, new. Yeah. you're like oh i didn't like oh that person fell or like oh that person's running the kind of that kind of thing so very funny kind of easter egg niche mm. um but yeah that's kind of like the only thing that I took away from that video there's a lot of other things and um his the, when he talks about like his sound the sound quality the sound design and how it adds in no yeah, we haven't really talked about music really. yeah oh we have not yeah joe hisaishi bro is amazing <laughs> yeah. um what what can you say about the music it just like it just adds to everything about it it's yeah it's beautiful and i don't know it just like really hypes it up i think um this film really kind of drives the importance of theme like mm. thematic music right right. where you hear the the, the main theme music in the beginning yeah and it kind of reoccurs you know right it repeats on and on in different various parts and moments mm. in the film and i think it really kind of um helps to like anchor Mm -hmm. um a lot of the thematic points that he's trying to make in the movie yeah so like whenever there are these very big um climactic or, or thematic things that he wants to drive mm -hmm. that music's there yeah and i think that, like melody that, that right, consists. right right yeah um and i think that's key in making it resonate with them because every time you hear that music 
it kind of like triggers something in you and it's so mm-hmm. it's so distinctive and unique yeah, especially in that going back to that haku river scene yeah. <laughs> like for this guy yeah. it's like swell of theme and it's like yeah. but why right why? yeah i think um movies with specific themes to them um because a few movies do that i feel it's funny i don't think i don't think enough movies do that a lot of with, movies i mean a lot do that right it's just, it, it's just a matter of like but how like, how much of that music is like resonating right. with you you're right and yeah how, how distinctive is it mm-hmm. now certain music like like for example like jaws yeah everyone yeah. knows the theme music for that or right, like psycho right. Everyone knows the theme music for that. It's it's not about like whether or not the theme music is there. It's like it's about right. like whether or not that theme music is actually like Distinct doing its job. Like- <laughs> in the sense that like like people can just listen to it and, and know right away. Oh, this is a theme music, you know? Yeah, yeah. To this, mm-hmm. yeah. Because every every movie has music. Has, yeah, has theme music. Right. Like it's not like they don't have theme music. It's just like like Harry Potter. You know the theme music right away, right? Right. Like it's there, but certain movies have better things <laughs> in the sense that, like, you know right away what it is. You know, right, right. Like, it captivates you right away. Like, and that's the power of like um, Joe Joe's music. Like, it's just like it fits like, in like every yeah. movie that I watched Miyazaki movie. The you know, music, you can, yeah. you're just like, wow, this is so catchy. Catchy, yeah, yeah. like it's catchy. like yeah, it's like when you, it's like when you listen to um. Like commercials, right? Right, right. Good commercials have good, catchy music, catchy mm-hmm. tunes, like McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, it's, right? not, it's not great, but go ahead. No, I mean, <laughs> kidding, in I'm the kidding. sense of like being catchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no one forgets that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everyone yeah. knows that, right? Like, it's so iconic. And I think in, in you know, Miyazaki's films too, the music is so iconic that like you can't take those two apart. Miyazaki's films and, and his music. It is spirited away. <laughs> the theme is the movie. Yeah, like whenever I hear it, yeah. you're just like, man. <laughs> it's so good. I really appreciate the fact that like they don't use music as just like a secondary. Right. But it really does right. feel like it's part of Yeah. And that's what world. I mean. Like I, I don't th- I don't think enough like films do that. Right? Yeah. Cause it's it's they like an identity thing, right? Right. They don't take care of it as much as they would the actual v- visuals. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. you have to treat it as part of its identity. Like it, you, you accompany the theme with the story. And like, mm-hmm. like I said, like once you identify one, do you know the other? Like immediately, you yeah. know, you can hear it and then you see it. And then if you see it, you can, you can, like, you know, what goes behind that as well. Um, and there's not enough that treats, I think, theme music as a dna of itself no i think that's why i like disney movies why they're so successful the reason why they're so successful is the music but i'm like exactly you know what music that <laughs> is and like you correlate it right away with mm. what, whatever movie that is you know they don't yeah. like skimp out on the music mm. really good music you know and and music is is so rooted in feeling like, right it's it's such an emotional thing like, yeah that's why you can gain the attention of the audience so fast mm-hmm. with music yeah even faster than visuals right way faster than exactly where, where would you rank this theme with this theme yeah this is with like his. all time bro. this is <laughs> i love this theme. this is like this um, stays on repeat on my playlist dude this is maybe second for me oh what is first mm-hmm. um merry-go-round of life 
Which one is Oswald that? Oswald and Castle. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good I love one. that one. It's such a good... I think I like... I like... I think I'm flipped on that note. Oh, yeah. I think I like this theme mm. better this than like great. the movie. I love this too, but... And then for Howl's Moving Castle, I love the movie better than like the mm. theme in a way. Yeah. Howl's Moving Castle is great. That's our next one, right? I think so, yeah. I, think so. Ah. <laughs> I have fond memories of that movie. Howl's Moving Castle? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the one that I... Probably because I have like the most memories. Like I can kind of point out like, oh, I remember when I really first saw that. Because I think I was like of more age to like kind of recollect those memories. Mm. What was your first experience with this movie? My first experience? Yeah. Or like, what was your earliest for this? Um, I think it was in my teens, actually. Mm. I wasn't even when I was, like, really young. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, I think I was just watching it at home by myself. Gotcha. And I was like, by the TV. (laughs) (laughs) This is special. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember. Like, this was way, I mean, this kind of, like, when I was way young, because 2001... I don't know. I really couldn't tell you this yeah. one. I, I, the most that I remember really is like always having it on DVD mm. around the house and then seeing it be like, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that was a good one. Um, yeah. So before we can wrap up, I got some, I guess some little known and everybody knows facts on here. Um, so for one, like Miyazaki never writes a script. Uh, did you know that? Really? Yeah, so he never writes the script. He actually, like, gets the idea for the story and, like, kind of goes through it. But the story never really develops until he's still reporting it. No wonder why the ending. Wait, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that has to be with so much to, like, that freaking reveal. Like, that's the epitome of, like, first draft. <laughs> right. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> and I'd be like, actually, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, so... That was that's a common thing. He he um gets his the story never like is detailed done till he's doing the storyboard and yeah. it's just like going along till he's very like oh I let the story carry me kind of person. Mm. Um, I kind of already brought up Vibrant's initial inferences, so particularly made for children for girls. Um, this was like I think so I think this was the first movie that he made. It's he so he, the movie before this was Princess Mononoke and like. 97 i think and then he was like i think i'm gonna retire mm. and then he makes this movie and then that trend follows for the rest of his career up until think today retire. i think if i can get a dollar for every time he's probably said that <laughs> i would be able to make as many movies as he did <laughs> <laughs> he's like Hayao Miyazaki is a man that his own talent like won't let him retire like his own drive for storytelling just he just won't let it do it you know i think he's always bad and like i'm old and i like, like should live the rest of my life and he's like nah <laughs> pen to paper bro pen to paper um first anime or like japanese animation to come to be nominated an academy award mm-hmm. and also win an academy award um apparently i read that the bathhouse was often misunderstood as a brothel <laughs> By viewers, really? Which I can kind of see, but at the same time, I can see why how? I can see why Western people might think that way, right? But like, I can see why, but at the same time, why would you think that? I yeah, guess. that's weird. I mean, the the main character is a girl, like it's a it's a little like okay, whatever. Yeah, 
So the green ball that she gets from the spirit is, and I didn't know this till now, and I always wondered every time I watched it, I was like, what the hell is that thing? It's actually an emetic dumpling. Um, what the heck is that? So it was used to basically induce vomiting, like, way back when. Oh. Um, so, like, if you were... I thought it was just medicine. <laughs> I thought so, too. And it, it kind of... looked look like a dumpling at all. Right, it was, like, round. Yeah. It kind of is, like, like it was, a, a like, a medical yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But basically, like if you were like eat poison or it'd something, make you vomit for vomit yeah, it make it. Yeah. But like in the sense of the movie, it's like oh, that's really convenient to give you uh, right <laughs> river god to give you that. Here you go, pal. But yeah, so it's like and vomits like greedy desires and lost spirits. Mm. Yeah, man. For the longest time, I couldn't know what the hell that was. I yeah, was I like, just thought it was medicine. It, it tastes terrible. That's the only thing. But I she didn't vomit, right? She took no, a little piece of it. She little little bite, and yeah. she was like, Ugh. "Yeah, she's like, <laughs> yeah." It's like I thought it was like sour or something. I thought it was just medicine or something. That's why she didn't like right. it. It's just bitter. So yeah, there's that. That's spirited away, everybody. Yeah. Uh, any final closing thoughts? Are you good? Solid film. Solid, solid, film. solid film. It's like um, would you say a four? Yeah, I give good. Give good. good. That's four and a half. Yeah. You know, if I'm solid. feeling nice today. <laughs> So uh, what's next? Well, how, we already said it, right? How is Moving Castle? Um, when did that come out? 2008? Mm, eight or seven. Seven, eight, eight. Eight or seven, something like that. This is your number one, right? This is your true to heart. Music-wise, yeah. Music-wise. Oh, wait, what story-wise? Story-wise? I don't know. I, I really like Spirit Away story-wise. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe Spirit Away. We'll see. <laughs> Oof, we'll watch it again. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of, it's very similar in what we were talking about with like balancing childlike yeah. themes. This one too. And the maturity. This one definitely is more towards the mature, youthful audience. I think that's why I have this some. This is more catered towards teens. Teens, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why I have so many memories of it and fond of it because yeah. I've seen it when I was like early teenager. Yeah, and you have more memories, right? Yeah, and I when have you... more memories back then. And so I was like, I really resonated with the movie because it yeah. like fit my age and like we talked about before Bracket. like just the the visual spectacular yeah there's there's a more grandiose scale to this movie yeah. too it's like the bathhouse is just the bathhouse and this movie's like Ooh, really fantastic place. right in yeah this, in this film yeah that's the thing it's like wizards and wizardry to a whole new level yeah, and just and like, like the moving castle and like yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all of that it's just like it's fun so to many watch. things yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I think this is like, well, there's Spirited Away is, I guess you could say the first, that's what we're talking about, the first more modern one, because like, obviously, but I, when I watch How's Moving Castle, I'm like, oh, this is like, this is like when the modern, like, really kind of the, came, yeah, like, came about. the colors are so bright, vibrant, and the animation is so much smoother. Yeah. And, I th- and there's like that little bit of mix of CGI, I think that's in there. Yeah. And it just feels more caught up to the times. That really adds sort of an element to right. his movies. Yeah. So. And then again, I do like the kind of old school feel too. I do too. But and that's why I prefer those yeah, yeah. In, in a way. But th- this movie just has that kind of staple it does, to it. It does, yeah. So that'll be a fun one. Um, where can you watch it? Everywhere in their mother probably. <laughs> you probably have a DVD in your home somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just look under that cabinet that you're like, kind of throw dust off. Um, but if you have HBO Max, the whole, like all the movies are there. Oh, nice. So that's why I've been watching it. 
Sweet. Oh, wait, I forgot to ask. Did you watch this in English dub or Japanese subtitle? I don't remember. What? I don't remember what it was. I think I watched it in Japanese. Okay. Why? <laughs> Just making sure. I'm like, this may be the one time I would give you a pass if you watched it in a dub, you know? Mm. Just because... I think most people watched it dubbed. I think I just watched it in sub. Yeah, I think I watched it. It depends on the movie. Like this one, I, I think I watched dub as a kid. But like How's Movie Castle and Up, I think I watched like mm. sub mainly. But there's, um, I think there's a distinction if you watch it in sub and dub for some movies. Like that's, you go watch like that video that I told you. You'll kind of see. Which is better. The dub. I mean, sub for sure. I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's always sub, like, <laughs> just saying, but yeah. All right. See you guys then. Pieces. Peace. Peace. Peace.